This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. And Derek, we're talking some Kentucky football today. Yeah, we sure are. Uh, DraftKings has gotten the, the fan base fired up uh, for, for the potential of making some money. Um, we saw today that you know, the future spreads are always fun, the over-unders. Um, I, I really enjoy looking at those. I don't do much gambling, uh, really none at all, actually, since the pandemic. Um, but it's always fun to think about the future, Sean, and see if you can get some good value. And I think a lot of U.K. fans are feeling like they're going to have some good value as DraftKings for the U.K. football season set the over-under for wins at 6.5. Your initial thoughts on that, Sean? Hammer it. Is it free money? You send hammer it's, the it's over? It's free money. Hammer it. Oh, okay. Hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. If you <laughs> want to hammer it again, come back tomorrow and hammer it again. Because, uh, no, I, I, if Kentucky gets six wins, it wasn't a very good season, in my opinion. Like, I, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they're – I would have set this thing at seven and a half. If you were asking me, that's where I would have Seven and a half really makes you think, doesn't it? It does because yeah. eight's, a, eight's a good year. Seven's not an awful year. But Kentucky, we always know Kentucky has that one game that they lose, that they shouldn't lose, that, that we go back and be like, how the heck did you lose that game? Like this past year, I mean, you can go back and the Ole Miss game, they're early in the season, like how'd they lose that one? Like that was a game that I thought they should have won. You can go back even years before that and find games too. But I would have set it at seven and a half. Like that's where I'd put it. I think Kentucky comfortably gets to seven. I think they win more than that, though. I would. I think they win at least eight. That's my prediction right now. Yeah, it's been a little while since we had done a football episode, so we wanted to get on here, and and this seemed like a good thing to talk about, um, especially with how busy Sean's going to be getting here late in the week. So we wanted to throw this one out there. But I had the schedule pulled up, Sean. Um, the way I see this, and this is kind of the way I operate, you guys who listen to this probably heard this last year. I will continue to say it this year because it's just the way that I choose to to kind of view preseason things before we actually see these teams play. And, of course, that can change once the season gets going. Teams are better than you expect. Um, some teams turn out to be worse than you expect. I see seven teams, though, that I think Kentucky just is better than. And – those teams being UL Monroe, obviously. I think they're better than South Carolina. I think they're better than Tennessee. I think they're better than Vanderbilt. I think they're better than New Mexico State, and I think they're better than Louisville. And there are a few other teams that, depend on the kind of fan you are, you might throw in there. Those two teams most likely being Mississippi State and Missouri. So 
just the way I operate, though, especially when you're like an over-under circumstance, I, I'll look at that, Sean, and i say those seven teams I just named, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned Chattanooga, but that was the other team. Um, so the four non-conference and then uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee. Those are seven games I think Kentucky should win before I even get into the toss-ups. Yep. That's why I'm saying if the over-under is a six-and-a-half, and I think their UK is just better than seven teams already, maybe they drop a game there, but I think they're going to at least split with Missouri or Mississippi State. I mean, I think this is – if you're going to gamble on this one, I say I say definitely take the over. I'm thinking about giving our entire check from Blue Wire to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, I, I think Kentucky starts the year 4-0. Uh, very possible. I mean, probably should be three and beat, one at worst. Yeah. I think they beat Monroe, Missouri, Chattanooga, and South Carolina. Like, I, I just think that they start the year four and zero. Oh. Man, Kroger Field will be crazy. Oh my Florida goodness! Game if it's, yes, uh, if there's two back to back games there, Florida and LSU. And some some projections you've seen people putting Kentucky ahead of Florida when it comes to SEC's projections and predictions, but. Yeah, and, and honestly, Derek, they, they kind of need to get to 4-0 to start the year because that middle stretch of Florida, LSU, Georgia, that's the tough part of the schedule. But then you get into the back end of this thing, winnable game at Mississippi State, a winnable game against Tennessee, very winnable game against Vandy, New Mexico State, and Louisville. You got you could see them go on a run to begin and a big run to end. If you just do anything in the middle, this is you're talking about another special season. Well, I mean, if you st- I'm not getting so excited about this. Like, I mean, if you still, yeah, you better bet on it. That's how excited you are. Um, I'm gonna put it in right now. DraftKings might want to sponsor this episode. <laughs> if um, you look at it and the way it goes, like you say, starting four and zero. Let's say they just win one of those games. Um, Florida, LSU, or Georgia, most likely. I would say Florida or LSU. I don't really see them beating Georgia, but then you're sitting at five. Uh, what five and two at worst, and no matter what happens since Mississippi State, if you win four in a row, like, I mean, I, I don't know where I'm not settled on it yet, and I really wish, and maybe we'll get the chance, maybe we'll get the chance in the fall. I really wish we knew more about Kentucky's offense because that's that's where it's really hard for me to just sit here and say, yeah, this is a nine-win team, this this could be a ten-win team, or you know, you know, maybe they're gonna struggle, maybe they won't, you know, maybe they'll just win six or seven. Um. Until we really know how this offense goes, until we know who the quarterback is, I'm very hesitant to to think that they not that they could be like I think they could beat Florida or LSU. I'm just not sure that they will until until we see that. Just given LSU, obviously, I know they weren't very good last year. They had a lot of opt outs, but like they are still just now kind of reaping those rewards from winning the national title. But the recruiting, they're going to have a I don't. I don't think anyone's going to be shocked by me saying this. Like, they're going to have a better roster than Kentucky. Like, their players, top to bottom, will be better. I'll ask you this. If if you – let's say they start 4-0, and then let's say they run the table at the end and win all five, which is very doable in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think this is – honestly, I think this is the year they win at Mississippi State. Like, I think that's the win that you're going to – you look at and say, what's one thing that Kentucky can kind of hang hang their head on and doing something they've not done in a while? That's win at Mississippi State. Heck, they've not done it. Since when? 2007? Eight, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'll ask you this. Out of the three in the middle, Florida, LSU, at Georgia, if you had to pick one, if you're Kentucky, which one do you want to win out of those three? I think you want to beat Georgia. You do. Uh, right? uh, yeah, That's I mean, you expect to be at the top of it. Yeah. I think the most realistic is Florida, though, because I think there's really not a like intimidation factor with Florida, honestly, just because UK has played them so tough. 
Do you um, think they have a chance to win two of those three? Like, we've seen um, this back-to-back week thing before with Florida and LSU. We've seen it in Lexington one year. Kentucky beat LSU, lost to Florida. Can you imagine Kroger Field if they beat Florida and they started out 5-0 and going to that LSU game? Holy cow. It'd probably, probably be an earthquake in Lexington. Yeah, I, uh, man, I think that'll be tough. But uh, it'd be a hell of a thing, though, if they went down to Athens, Georgia at 6-0. Uh, because then, I mean, you're talking – you wouldn't have the East decided, obviously, at that point, that early in the year. I wouldn't think. Well, there would be five conferences. Yeah, you wouldn't have it decided by then. Um, but you would definitely be in the thick of it. The way I see the PR for this going, and you mentioned it, if you start 4-0 and you do lose to Florida, LSU, and Georgia, like who is going to bat their eye at Kentucky losing to Florida, LSU, and Georgia? Nobody, right? Like no one's going to – the only way you kind of raise the eyebrows is if you win one of those games. So let's say you're – what, four and three, if they win the last five, then you started hot, got that kind of praise at the beginning of the year, and then you finished well. And that's what people remember, how you finish in a college football season. I think that – then if you go nine and three – What do yeah. you remember about this past season? Do you, do you remember all the bad, or do you remember Kentucky beating NC State in the bowl game and then going on a tear in the spring and recruiting and everything? Like, that's what yeah. you remember right now, right? I think I chose to kind of forget the 2020 season. Yeah, that even not, happened. <laughs> not, not just UKs. I think just like all of 2020, I chose to try to forget. So hopefully, You're still at the Belt Bowl is where you are. <laughs> God, no. No, I'm out of that place. I uh, <laughs> I just struck a nerve. I can see it. <laughs> Bad memories. I hope they never go to the Dukes-Mayo Bowl again. Although I will be better prepared, I guess, if I could make it back there. But uh, if I would have let the review, it would not have been pretty for the uh, – Belk Bowl for their things, but no, Sean. I think uh, I think you'll see that line move for sure. I think a lot of the money is going to hit that over. It is. I think they'll adjust. So I'd say the the biggest chunk of the money will go to the over. I think it's going to the over right now. Um, for and for you all Definitely. that are, and for you all that are new to Kentucky Daily, what we're talking about with the Belk Bowl is Derek. Our <laughs> hotel was literally like maybe a ten minute walk tops. And from, it was great weather that day, too, for, it was beautiful. for December. We get in the car at, like, 930 that morning for a noon kickoff, and Derek literally walks into the boat bowl, like, 10 minutes before kickoff. That's how long he sat in traffic trying to find a parking spot when our hotel was literally <laughs> 10 So, just Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Funny story there. <laughs> and it wasn't just that. I had to, uh, couldn't figure out how to even get into the place. Is there, yeah. It was just in, I stepped in mud, and, like, my, my right foot was just covered in mud the entire belt bowl, by the way. Like, I don't think I ever told you that or not. So, just an awful experience all the way around. But Fun game, though. We are looking forward to – Derek, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm looking forward to Kroger Field being full. Like, I really am. Like, I don't think anything fires me up more than thinking about that place full, us in the press box – and just seeing college football back to the way it's supposed to be. I'm Each day I wake up, I feel like we're so close to that happening now. 
The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. I give a lot of credit to the players, the coaches, the administration, the everybody who the, the media people who helped us out. A lot of people had to. I'm not trying to sound dramatic, like you kind of risked. I mean, you risked your health somewhat. Everybody did who was involved with anything last year before the vaccine. Uh, I thought this is about though. I'm just saying, like, as hard as people tried to make it normal normal it just wasn't and um and again it is what it is i'm glad that it seems like that's gonna be the only year that that happened it it seems like everything is on track to 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 be full goal this fall and uh that's the way college football is meant to be The, the thing about college football maybe more than any other sport is the tailgating the connection you have to a team the people coming into the cities just the the pride that you have and the way that everything builds towards saturday and it just was not that way last year, no matter how bad anybody tried. And when you have 12,000 people in the stadium, you know, it's just – it still feels feels like more of a spring game well, than it does anything else. You miss the SEC Nation crowds. You miss the college game day crowds. The the waking up on Saturday morning and seeing thousands of people behind Lee Corso and, and that yeah. group. And that that's what college football is. It's it's you and I recording a podcast post game without a mask on. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we literally like if you go back and listen to our post game episodes from football last year, we were like just muffled underneath yeah. the mask. But we will always have that game at Tennessee and that podcast. Uh, it it was still a good year. Some good things come from it. But I am looking forward to a full year. I'm looking forward to walking into Kroger Field from the parking lot and having people stop me and say, "Hey, I love Kentucky Daily." Yeah, like, we didn't that's get what that I'm last year, did So yeah, looking looking forward to that. Um, and I think it will be that way. I don't – has UK said anything? I know a lot of schools have. I'm sure UK is certainly on track to to be 100% whether they've said it or not. Maybe they have. Um, but I know South Carolina, some other schools, probably some schools way before actually, I said that they were going full 100%. But I, I hope that's the case for sure, um, and I think it will be. So some of the numbers of COVID are, are as good now as they've been since the pandemic started. So hopefully it stays that way. And um, – yeah, that, that Florida game, Sean, I think that's to be one that you kind of circle here early in the year and think if they knock Missouri off, should have no problem with Chattanooga. South Carolina, I actually wrote the preview for them today for the Cats Balls magazine. Um, some serious, serious holes on that team, like a wide receiver and in, in, in the secondary. They have legitimate questions, but also some pretty good pieces too to that team. I'm not really sure what to think about them. Still, though, if you think Mark Stoops' program – is is going to be a threat, at least to kind of contend throughout the year for the SEC East. That should be a game that you don't really worry about yeah. too much, I guess I should say, because they're in the first year of a new head coach, a guy who's never even been a coordinator before, at least an offensive and defensive coordinator, and Shane Beaver. Uh, Shane Beamer, excuse me, <laughs> Shane Beaver, the Cleveland <laughs> Indians pitcher. Shane Beamer, uh, of course, that's the son of Frank Beamer. Um as much as that's going to be kind of a statement for him early in the year, trying to knock off a team that I'm sure they still view as kind of on their tier, which they should. I mean, regardless of how bad South Carolina is, I assume if you ask them, 
all their fans around think that they should be Kentucky every year. Um, so a big moment for them to do that, but I think that's a game Kentucky really, really, really needs to win and should win and probably will win. I'm looking forward to Missouri. Like just that would be a pretty telling game early it's on. It's a big game week too. Like it's it's a massive game that could shift, you know, momentum. You win that one, you're, you feel like you're in a pretty good spot. If you lose it, you're already behind the eight ball when it comes to the division where you still have to play Georgia, Florida. You still have to play LSU. Like that, that's a big one. And two, it, it, to me, that's a game, Derek, that revenge, the revenge factor is going to be there. I think that's one the staff and the players that were on last year's team, but to me more so the staff wants to come back with with a vengeance because that was, let's just put it this way, that was one of the worst performances of Mark Stoops' time at Kentucky from beginning to end. They had some bad ones early, but and two, there <laughs> were distractions that week, but that was one of the worst performances overall from top to bottom. Yeah, it was. That's one of my favorite weeks of the year, too, because, um, yeah, like all the overreactions, good or bad, from the first game of the season. <laughs> and they say that, you know, teams take pretty big jumps in week two. Um, I mean, think back to uh, – I always think about 2018 when I think about this because 2018 they looked kind of bad against Central Michigan, honestly. Like they, they won – I think they ended up winning about two touchdowns, but they didn't really look that good throughout that game. So I think my rationale – well, the main rationale for not picking Kentucky against Florida was that they had never seen them beat Florida. But two – they just did not look very good against Central Michigan. And then you saw how they played against Florida in week two. They looked so much better just the second weekend. So Do you remember that's where you – Hold on. Go, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm saying that's just where you kind of start to see weeks two, three, four, like you get a much better idea Do of you what remember, the team actually is. Do you remember us sitting in the press box at Florida that year that they won and we're, we're up there? <laughs> you and I were – we would not allow ourselves to even be convinced that they had won the game. Like, even at the end, you looked at me and you said, "What? what's going to happen? Like, what crazy is going to happen here in the final two minutes that they're going to lose this game? And well, then, Florida had like a 99-yard driver that converted three fourth downs uh, while down 11, so I just figured they'd find a way to But then Bunchy, go, Bunchy pulls and just absolutely plows someone to the ground, and Benny goes on that big run, and we're like, oh, crap, it's actually happening. I remember having to fight through the crowd, too, to get down to the field, how we had to walk through that, that ramp going up to the upper level. And I, that that reminds me that just I, I miss that now. Like I miss having to fight through people. Like yeah. I think I think the first time I get to do that again, I might stop and just let somebody just run me over. I'll be like, please, God, just get me back in a crowd again. Man, you should have been in that crowd at the ma- or not the Masters, the PGA Championship down in South Carolina. You see that crowd following Phil Mickelson yesterday? Yeah. I mean, that How was, cool was that too, though. Yeah, it was cool. Super oh. cool. Florida, though, the only thing I remember is being. I'm ashamed to say this as a sports writer, but you're talking about not letting yourself believe that was actually going to happen. I did not have enough of my story done to publish it right away. I had to fill some things in, and when I was doing that, it was under the stands, excuse me, um, under Florida's, what, Sean, it was like under the stadium, right, where you get locker room was? Couldn't get it posted, could you? They didn't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, no Wi-Fi there, so my boss ended up having to take that one. I just wrote some sidebars. Um after the game. And I also remember getting back to Jacksonville at like 5 in the morning and having a pretty early flight. But Man, uh, it was crazy. Probably, game, so. probably worth it, though, to see UK. It was. Um, that game meant a lot to a lot of people. Didn't it was. It, it did. And it was a fun night for sure, fun game to cover. And I, I can't wait for football season to get here. We just wanted to hop on here and just talk about the, the over-under projections from DraftKings. Just hammer the over. Hammer it. 
hammer it. And some of you will probably – I don't think there will be many people that will say under. Like I think if they're saying under, I think that they're still stuck in the past of U.K. football. I, I, I don't – and, you know, we know U.K. struggled this past season. But they've found a way to find some – to get some positives out of the year, Derek. They've upgraded via the transfer portal. Uh, we expect the quarterback situation to be better and everything mm-hmm. with Levis. I mean, that's who we've been saying is going to be the starter. I know we'll get into that in the football mailbag and stuff, but I think it's going to be a solid football team at Kentucky. I think they're going to have a chance to be one of the better teams. I think they're going to compete in every game on the schedule and uh, should be a fun fall. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it as well. Yep, but as always, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, one in Pondville, one in Williamsburg, and one in London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com, or you can check them out on Facebook. And Josh, owner of the pub, if you're listening to this somewhere out in Wyoming, because that's where he's at this week, uh, Derek, because he's, he's actually driven across country. He's been stopping in Montana didn't you tell him not to do that? That's a I bad did. idea. I told him, I said, look, I went, I did that, and I came back completely different for about four weeks. I couldn't get my equilibrium back in, back in line. So, but no, it, that's actually, I've been told that's a really fun trip if you can actually stop. I, I didn't stop. Like, I don't think, I, when we got to Boise that day, the, I felt like I was in a moving car for three days after that. Like, I, I would just be sitting up in my hotel bed, and I'd be like, this thing's moving. Like, I, we're going at 70 miles an hour right now. <laughs> So, no, Uh, if you do that, I recommend stopping, getting out of the car, and letting your legs rest. Do not drive straight through from Kentucky to Idaho. But grateful for the Butcher Pub and their support. And uh, we look forward to a football mailbag. That will be the next episode that you'll get. You had a basketball mailbag to start the week. You had this episode. You'll get a football mailbag next. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.